G'day Aussie Gridiron fans, welcome to Thursday night preview for week three of the NFL season. And this week we see the Giants back on the West Coast for another game, coming off a big win, their biggest in franchise history. And this week though, they have to take on the might of the San Francisco 49ers. It's definitely going to be a very tough game for a offense that took six full quarters to actually score a point in the NFL season. Manjot? I'm excited for this one, Ian. I'm excited to see the Giants coming to town. I mean, usually we do have Giants in town in San Francisco. Obviously, the baseball team plays there, the San Francisco Giants. But now the New York football Giants coming into town. And hey, look, they had the toughest of starts to the season. They're the only scoreless team in week one. And it took them another couple of quarters in the first game where they were scoreless again. So six full scores quarters, as you said. And look, if you want to break a scoring drought, well, you got you got to do it against the Cardinals because San Fran will be even tougher to break that drought again. Certainly will be. They're going to have to do it the tough way as well. Oh, real if they, tough. If they are, unfortunately for the Giants, if they want to stop the San Francisco offense, they're really going to have to stop the run game. But the Giants defense has been particularly bad against the run over the past two games, whereas Christian McCaffrey, though, has been absolutely lighting up the scoreboard and the stat sheets, over 100 yards rushing in both of his first two games. So yeah. you can imagine that it's going to be a very hard day at the office for the, the Giants' defence to stop that rush or even curb it in any way. If you're looking at the Giants in total, um, just to put the defence side aside for second, they're going for a, quite a few injuries, Ian. Saquon Barkley, they're running back. He's out for three to four weeks. O-lineman Ben Bredesen is out. Left tackle Andrew Thomas is out. So there's three guys on offense. And then one of the good linebackers, Aziz Oljulari, he's also out for TNF. So they're, they're really going through it on the injury front. They may not see Brandon Ayuk, though. Uh, he's going to be a game-time decision. He has a shoulder injury coming out of the Rams game. So it's going to be interesting to see what Brandon Ayuk's status will be for the game. But we'll, we'll have to wait all the way until game time pretty much to see that. With where the Giants have to stop the offense, well, I think the first guy they got to stop is, well, you could probably say Christian McCaffrey, but... Is the first guy you stop McCaffrey? Is the first guy you stop Brock Purdy? Oh, look, I think it has to be Debo. Oh, no, yeah. I think it's going to have to be Chris McCaffrey would be the first one you're trying yeah, to stop. me too. And take your chances that that Purdy has to start throwing the ball more and, and doing something there. The Giants haven't been great on defense against the pass either, but they have been marginally better. And I guess sort of taking... Letting uh, the or making the 49ers have to throw it a bit further downfield rather than just passing it off to McCaffrey or Debo, even for a run. Debo got 40 yards almost mm-hmm. last week as well. Um, yeah, they've got a bit more chance to stop a pass than they do to stop the run, especially when you're talking about Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it is. It's crazy with um, where Purdy is, though. I think. If you look at what he's done under pressure as well, if you're trying to stop McCaffrey, you've really got to shut down the box. you got to stop the box with about 
a few guys, like seven, eight guys in the box to try and stop him. And even then, with all the motion the Niners do and everything, that can throw you off. But even if they did play action and they bring yeah. everyone, well, Brock does real well under pressure. He he can throw it a lot. Even in his first game where he came against Miami, they were blitzing him a ton. This is last year, of of course. Um, he just you know he just threw it downfield. He just threw it to McCaffrey. He made it look easy under those blitzes, under those pressures. I think that is where it's it's tough because now that Purdy's come in, well, there is that sort of extra element to the offense. You could say a guy who can actually make plays at quarterback. Um, yeah. I think that's actually real good for the Niners, and it's going to be tough to stop for the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Purdy hasn't been – he is, has been good against pressure, as last season we saw, but he hasn't really been pressured that much this season yet. Pittsburgh did yeah. a bit better in week one uh, getting to him with, with three sacks. The Rams last week, basically no pressures yeah. and only one sack on Purdy. So he hasn't really been pressured that much. He's been allowed to basically go about his business and pick what passes he wants, look at those offenses, at those defenses, and just pick them apart, see what the schemes are running. Yeah. Even then, yeah, there was some clips I've been watching of Purdy where he's just, he anticipates pressure, essentially. He knows when a guy's coming. And he can just spin out and then go on the run, make some throws somehow. He's got some sort of charisma, this kid. Like, he literally can just move around the pocket and anticipate that pressure, step up and make a few throws. I think he's really got that X factor in him. So as much as we're talking about him being under pressure, all of these stats show that so far, under pressure, he's actually been doing all right or real well, you could say, in pretty much every statistical category as well. He was under pressure even in playoff games, like against Dallas, he was under pressure for half his dropbacks, and yet he still was. He still had a good game there, 15 for 17, 159 yards. So that's going back to last season. So um, I think, you know, still science there this season, he's doing well. I think where the Giants can attack the Niners O-line is definitely the right side of the O-line. I think that's the weak side of the O-line for sure because Trent Williams and Aaron Banks, our left tackle and left guard respectively, are doing real well. A um, few question marks about our right tackle, Colton Mikovich, but uh, I think, you know, if he can hold it down against some guys like Dexter Lawrence um, and all those guys on the D-line, Kayvon Tvivido as well, it's going to be... It's going to be good for the Niners. They're going to allow Purdy to really have no pressure, allow him to sit in the pocket all day, allow him to pick his passes good. And, I mean, let's talk about the Giants for a second as well. Obviously, they are going to have a hard time against the San Francisco defense who have already got six sacks and a whole bag of pressures under their belt for this season out of week one and two. But the Giants, they looked a lot better in the second half of that game against the Cardinals last week. Of course, they will be without, as you mentioned, without Saquon Barkley who is now injured. Matt Breida come, is basically going to slot in as the as RB1 there. Not sure how Matt Breida is going to do. He's been on quite a few teams so far. Including the Niners. Including yeah. the Niners, but never really achieved much. They haven't really been... At, I don't think he's been given too much of a go. Not a big chance like this, certainly. Um, so mm. it'll be interesting to see how Matt Breida does. It was good to see Jalen Hyatt um, Come a, come a, to the party a bit uh, last week. 
with a couple of big receptions on his in both both his targets. He had, he had two targets, but a couple of big receptions and sort of really filling around Darren Waller and Darius Slayton. Um, but they are going to have to do it absolutely do it the hard way. The, the O line for the Giants are really going to have to step up and try and protect Daniel Jones as well. Yeah. Otherwise, that San Francisco defense uh, is going to really just eat him up. Yeah, as I said earlier, they're already missing their left tackle Andrew Thomas and another O lineman. So it's going to be real, real tough for the Giants. You know, down a couple O linemen to really protect Daniel Jones. But the one thing. I think that can work in their favor is that Daniel Jones has the highest scramble percentage out of any quarterback in the league. Why is that important? Because historically the Niners defense hasn't done as well against scrambling quarterbacks as they have done against pocket passing QBs. So if Daniel Jones gets moving, gets out of the pocket a bit, uh, just runs for some first downs, it can really set up the giants. I think that's really where it is because the Niners, as I said, just, they haven't been able to figure out how to defend those scrambling QBs. So if they can if they can exploit that and somehow get Daniel Jones out in the open field, then they're going to have a much better chance of winning. It's going to really help Matt Breida as well. They may be able to run a few option plays here and there with Breida and Jones. So those read options, I'm thinking, really try to put the Niners on their toes. But hey, look, it's 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 easier said than done of course yeah this Niners defense yeah yeah this Niners defense is relentless on all three levels of the defense too you got a star pretty much at all three levels two stars pretty much at all three levels like that is how that is how relentless this defense is and it really has to start with the blocking up front it has to because that d-line i think with bosa having not had a sack this season I think he's primed to have one in the third week. I think he's been waiting uh, a couple of weeks. He's been he's been going out there and still playing well, even though the stat sheet hasn't been having many tackles or sacks. He's still getting pressured. He still is like in the top two or three in the PFF defensive grades this past week as well. So it's actually not like he's playing like trash or anything, but Nick Bosa is actually doing real well. It's just mm. all the attention O-lines give him actually frees up some of the other guys like Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, um, you know, Drake Jackson on the other edge. Like these sort of guys can really feast off that attention Bosa's getting. Yes, you're right. It's all it's all on Daniel Jones's shoulders, really. Had some surprisingly yeah. good numbers last week considering hundred uh, percent they hadn't they didn't really score until the third quarter. Twenty six to thirty seven and three hundred and twenty one yards, two TDs in the end out of that game. Um Pretty good part the QBR rating as well. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, high 70s. So not too bad, but it is all on his shoulders. He's really going to have to figure out how to put the team on his, on his back and make something of this game. Otherwise, they very well could be looking at a similar week one blowout, I think. So for yeah. me, uh, I'm not going to pick against the 49ers. I think that would be foolish. Um, but in terms of any sort of Big, crazy predictions. Uh, I don't know if it's really crazy at this point, but I reckon I could see McCaffrey over 150 yards. And I actually, I think it'll be a big Daniel Jones rushing game. So I would, mm. I'm going to, with Breed, only Breeder there, not really much much else in a, in a running, the running game. Um, I think we'll see a little bit out of Daniel Jones. 
So I would be putting in somewhere around the 75-yard mark. Yeah. It'll be interesting, that McCaffrey prediction, just real quick. But how they've been talking about this week, Kyle Shanahan has actually been regretting how he's using McCaffrey. He's actually thought he's overused him. How, can you, regret, how can you regret using a guy that is clearly oh, on fire and doing it, It's actually, yeah. It, it's and it's, a is it is sword. It, but is it yeah. really is it really his fault that every time he touched the ball, oh, the the yeah. the uh, defense has just opened up holes for him? Yeah, it, it's not his fault. I mean, why wouldn't you use a guy like McCaffrey? I think it's yeah. just they want to preserve him a little bit more. That's really what he's. I trying get to that. Say. I yeah, get he, that. But he, I mean, he, oh, only... he played all but ten. He played all the snaps last week and all but ten snaps in the first week. So it was really. Just about, hey, we had, we didn't rest him off last week. It's a short week. Maybe it's time to put in a guy like Elijah Mitchell, um, someone that can really break the game like that. I think. Elijah I think they Mitchell's definitely need pretty- to get. They really need to get another back, another dedicated back in there to share the load. I don't think yeah. you can keep putting all that back onto Debo all the time, because I think 100%. you need. You definitely need Debo to be sharing the load on passing with uh, on receiving with Ayuk at the moment. Um, yeah, Ayuk is doing. I think you think you keep feeding him, but you need Debo to share that load as well. But I don't yeah. think you keep running him, uh, running Debo. You're definitely right. I think you get Elijah Mitchell or someone in there to share, uh, maybe yeah. even third downs and and do a bit more blocking. Who knows? You know, just get McCaffrey off the field for a couple of downs if you can. Yeah, I agree with that. I think with some some crazy predictions, I think McCaffrey's going to have two TDs. I think Kittle. Kittle's going to get on the board for once. I think he's going to get a TD. He's primed for a TD, George Kittle as well. He's He hasn't had that good of a fantasy production as we talked about in the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show this week. Um, but look, w- I think he, it's time that Kittle gets something. For the Giants, I, I think I think Daniel Jones, yeah, I agree with you. He's going to have a decent rushing day. I think the 70-yard mark is pretty good there. Ian, um, I think Darren Waller's going to have a good receiving day. I'm going just going to predict 50-plus yards for Darren Waller. That, well, that would be good for the Giants at this point. Yeah. So, All right. Well, that's Thursday Night Football. Well, that's our preview for that. We'll be back with a bit of a recap for that after the game has been played tomorrow. Um, apart from that, if, you haven't, if you're listening to this now and you haven't already checked out uh, our recap show from week two, that should be at roughly the same time. So check that out as well. Other than that, the socials as always, G'day Gridiron, Insta and Facebook, and check out Manjot at Pastry Press NFL. Of course, you mentioned Aussie NFL Fantasy Boys will have their week three pods out from basically tomorrow onwards or tonight onwards. So check that out as well. So until later in the week, see you later. Thank you, everyone. G'day Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, a network of Australian podcasts bringing you some of the best content from the NFL and the local game. Check out our other podcasts, Aussie NFL Fantasy and No Huddle Dynasty. 